了吗？What's up, folks? Welcome to the Mad Random Show、um, with your boy Ed, and、um, I want to get right into it. We gotta talk about Kanye. Jesus is King. Gotta talk about it. Probably on the late bus. We're still on the bus, but you don't have a seat. But you still have to pay change because your Metro card. I don't forget it. All right, so. I want to give you three concerns, five thoughts about the album, and like three hopes. So the first thing is the three concerns. I was concerned that this whole thing was like a skeeter, a marketing ploy, similar to like Joaquin Phoenix did the other like a few years ago when he act like he retired and the whole thing was a mocking documentary or like it, like if you're old school Andy Kaufman in the seventies. When he went into this wrestling bit, and、uh, he was like method acting to the point where he kind of like blurred the lines of reality. But yeah, I was concerned that、oh, that it was a skeeter and a scam. But it seems pretty legit. I was also concerned that it was a phase, and that when he backslides, he's gonna take people with him. But you know, I, I got faith in the brother. I'm praying for the brother that he will stay strong in God. So that was my first concern. Another concern was that this is just antithesis behavior to Jay Z, kind of like a little brother rebellion. I don't want to be like my big brother.、Um, Jay Z is, a, you know, secular. Rumors have it he's in the cult. Not a not a big fan of organized religion. And I I I was thinking maybe you know my knee jerk, you know, like my New York like、hmm, what's really going on attitude. I was thinking oh maybe he's just trying to be opposite of Jay Z. He's trying to carve his own path because Jay Z didn't go to his wedding, blah blah blah. But I don't think that's the case either. I think I think God has been trying to reach out to his brother for a while since Jesus walks and his mom's death. There's even a video of him in、um, the mother church in, in my fellowship, the first church of Victory Outreach, and I think it was La Puente at the time, and he was visiting the church with、uh, Evangelist Tim Story. So another concern I had was that he would be too political, right? So you see him on, you know, with Candace Owens, and you see him on interviews with his red hat, and you know, I thought he was going to be political, but he pretty much kept the politics out, from what I heard, and、uh, that's good. Okay, some things I like. I like the album,、uh, the name of the album, Jesus is King, straight to the point. He has people repeating it. He has like radio shows hosts saying it. And it's probably thousands of more of that phrase "Jesus is King" going over the airwaves and the interweb and all that stuff. So that's pretty dope. Another thing I like is the whole Esther factor. If you have a Bible, Google Esther chapter four, verse fourteen through sixteen, when Queen Esther says, "Like, hey, if I die, I die.、Uh, maybe God raised me up for such a time as this." And you know Kanye is willing to sacrifice his career, and willing to do whatever he has to do to give God the glory, and 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 I can definitely see that Esther factor. I, I knew it was, well, I didn't know, but I was hoping it was gonna happen. I thought it was gonna be with Katy Perry because she used to be a gospel singer when she was a teenager. It could still be. I'm hearing rumors that Selena Gomez is writing some gospel-centered songs, so I hope this is a positive trend. The third thing I liked is 
Um, the production was pretty good. It was, you know, creative. And, you know, I thought I was a little fearful that, like, I don't know how much the Kanye drink and smoke before for his other albums, but I know sometimes when artists go sober and they get clean, sometimes they lose that edge because maybe alcohol or marijuana or cocaine or whatever, a party lifestyle played a lot into the creativity process. So it's, it was dope to see that his even being sober, his creativity process was still on point. I love the whole song with Kenny G and uh, the clips. And um, I like the simplicity of um, the simplicity of the lyrics. Like one of the lyrics says, Jesus, please help. Jesus, please heal. Jesus, please forgive. Jesus, please reveal. Uh, it's, it's so dope to see childlike faith and dependence on God. All right, so before I go, also, uh, another concern I heard have is that the, the whole Christian body will realize that this is, you know, justification comes before sanctification, and we are we are part of his process. And you may be at the stage of sanctification or straight, like, third, seventh heaven transcendence, but he's not there yet. And I'm glad that the Christian body seems to be patient with him and cheering him on. So the three hopes I have is that this will start a Christ-centered, like, artist conclave, fellowship, with music, movies, kids' books, because the shifting of culture begins with the arts. Christians thought it began with politics, but it begins with the arts. Uh, I per another hope is that God will bless him and his career will expand, that he won't look at it like he took a major L when he put God first, because I like to say when you put God first, you'll never be last. And uh, another hope is that people will encourage, will be encouraged by this album, and the fact that he's the light and the salt, that that salt will go over their like headphones to make them thirsty for the living waters of God. All right, so that's my take on the whole Kanye thing. I thought I was gonna do a five minutes and six minutes. My bad. Um, let's take a break. I'm gonna talk to you. I'm gonna play uh, like an old book, an old audio book and drop some heavy science on you, all right? Let me go make a sandwich. What up? Now this is the time we place, I play some like video or audio thing from a movie I like or a book I like. So I'm gonna re I'm gonna play this audio from this very old book called Before the Law by um, Kafka, and um, let's li let's listen to this part, and hopefully I can share some insights that will bless you. All right, here we go. I'm gonna press play on my phone. Before the law, there stands a god. A man comes from the country, begging admittance to the law. But the God cannot admit him. Can he hope to enter at a later time? That is possible, says the God. The man tries to peer through the entrance. He had been taught that the law should be accessible to every man. Do not attempt to enter without my permission, says the God. I am very powerful, yet I am the least of all the gods. From hall to hall, door after door, each God is more powerful than the last. By the God's permission, the man sits down by the side of the door. There he waits. For years, 
gives away in the hope of bribing the god. Never fails to say to him, I take what you give me, only so that you will not feel that you have left something undone. Keeping his watch during the long years, the man has learned to know even the fleas and the god's fur color. And growing childish in old age, he begs the very fleas to persuade the god to change his mind and allow him to enter. His sight is dimmed, but in the darkness he perceives a radiance streaming immortally from the door of the law. And now, before he dies, all his experience condenses into one question, a question he has never asked. He beckons to the god. Says the god, you are insatiable. What is it now? Says the man, every man strives to attain the law. How is it then that in all these years, no one else has ever come here seeking admittance? His hearing has failed, so the guard yells into his ear. No one else but you could ever have obtained admittance. No one else could enter this door. This door was intended only for you. And now, I am going to close it. All right. So... That's a heavy story. I could be here for like 30 minutes talking about it, but I'm going to try to keep it quick, Papa. All right, first thing is, you know, some of the things you see is like the law. Uh, one of the things that hit me is just like some people feel like they don't have the connectivity to God to pray for themselves, um, to confess to God, to, to cry out to God. Because somewhere there was some kind of guardian and threshold and religion that was telling them, you got to tell me you can't pray. I have to pray for you. You don't know how to pray. And I just want to let you know that if if that's you, you're listening to this, you can have a personal relationship with God. Now, it's it's, discipleship is a necessary part in uh, the maturation process, Christian education, is really important in building your theological framework and worldview and biblical worldview. But when it comes to communicating with God and that door of prayer and getting into the holies of holies or what they like to call the secret place, you don't need people's permission. You could just um, learn to pray on your own, have a conversation with God. You'll learn the protocol. You'll learn the language. You'll learn the, the, the proper scriptural references. But the main thing you have to do is spend time with God, make some time for, for God to uh, pour out your heart and ask for guidance. All right, let's continue. Another thing that comes to me is comes to my mind is the power of audacity and what the Jewish my Jewish brethren call chutzpah, C H U T Z P A H. Chutzpah is, is like an attitude, an audacious attitude as though there's really nothing or anything that can stop you from doing whatever you want, especially when you know it's in your inheritance, it's in your bloodline, it's your right, it's your privilege, it's your uh, God's will. And the chutzpah, like, it's like Jacob wrestling with God, right? Like he's wrestling with God. He, wa- he wants God's touch. He wants God's blessing. Uh, Jacob also showed chutzpah and other stories. Uh, Google Jacob and... Esau and Jacob, uh, what's it, you know, 
getting the promises of Esau. Your pastor will tell you. All right. It's also like Luke chapter 18, the persistent widow, right? This man would go up to the guard in the story and the guard would say like, nope. And that's all he took. And then the guard told him some fake story that his other guards. And then I've heard other analysis and people who, I think this came out in German, this story, that the guard wasn't even that strong. So this, you know, makes me think about the persistent widow. This makes me think about the prophet Samuel in the Bible, who was a, a major prophet and judge, how his mother Hannah Google the story of Hannah praying in the temple and crying out to God, and Eli the prophet thought she was drunk, and, and then when Eli was like, yo, what you doing in here, lady? Why are you twisting, you know? Trust God, but don't come here with anything's possible attitude, right? Anything's possible, you know, liquor. Okay, so he thought she was drunk, and she was like, but, you know, she advocated for herself. She was like, I'm not drunk. I'm looking for my breakthrough. I want a child, and, you know, he he blessed her, and she wound up having a child, and then she made a promise to God, and she fulfilled her promise that, that this boy will serve at the temple after she's done um, breastfeeding him, and he's like a toddler, and he's weaned, and she. They said that she would go back and bring like little rabbinical robes for the boy, and then the, the Eli blessed her again, and she wound up having like five more kids. And she was like barren, and, and her husband's other wives used to make fun of her and treat her like, uh, like, like Darcy for Daddy Day fiance, blah blah blah. All right, audacity. I think of Ruth following Naomi, even though Naomi was trying to shake her, and she was like, I'm not going anywhere, your God's your, my God, your people's my people, your land is my land, your promise is my promise, sister, and you know, I, lo- I love Ruth's tenacity, and even her bonus when she approached Boaz, right, even though Boaz was a, a different, like, religion, a different, from a different space, a sp- uh, physical, f- uh, geographical space, different age, different race, different social, political, economic strata. She was audacious and bold. And she wound up becoming David's great-grandmother, King David's great-grandmother. I think about David when he asked, what's the compensation for killing this Goliath, right? The size of your giant determines the size of your reward, right? Um, It's like when there are different threshold guardians. And remember, the people there at that level don't want you to step up and the people here or in the past don't want to let you go. You got to learn how to strain and struggle and push forward uh, and and take things uh, by force. Okay. And we need to be aware that we are stronger than we think and we need audacity. Don't die in front of your door. Use your faith to shift the circumstances surrounding your existence, so, so to sh- you shift your cir- circumstances regarding dealing with the threshold guardians, dealing with the ceaseless flux in your life. Last thing I want I'm talking about this is I want you to look up uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Outlier. You could outlier book. You could probably find the summary and look for the chapter about Christopher Christopher Langham. And I think Richard Oppenheimer. And I want you to think about Christopher Langham, one of the highest IQs. And he didn't even know how to deal with struggles with financial aid. He didn't even know how to access university to change his schedule. He didn't even know how to um, deal with... It was He had a financial aid issue. 
he had a car issue or he had beef with like a trigonometry teacher and he, he didn't even know how to demonstrate audacity and assertiveness in advocating for himself he would just he hated he, he he was brilliant but he wasn't healed he was brilliant but he was bruised i'll say that again because that was good he was brilliant but he was bruised in his soul and he was abused by his stepfather so he hated authority anybody in a place of authority made triggered him with that trauma and he had post-traumatic stress from abuse and if he was real, no, he is that smart. But I wish someone would have taught him that he could use that abuse as fuel for his fire. He could use that abuse as a part of his future platform. He could use that abuse as steam for his dream. He could use that abuse as post-traumatic growth. So think about this story I played. And I want you to think about the threshold guardians in your life. Your threshold guardian may be you. It may be a loved one. It may be a, a false perception. But I pray that you will learn to get past whatever's blocking you to get through your door of destiny. And every season may be a different door. And make sure that you know who the author of your ambition is. Your door of your destiny is not just a timeshare in Orlando or a pair of Jordans or a Tesla. You have to ask God and seek God and, and follow your heart. All right, that's enough. I think, let me see how long I was talking. All right, Chihuahua, 11 minutes. My bad. I hope you enjoyed it. Let's take a break. Since that last section was wild long, I'm going to keep this one short. I heard somebody say that a pivot point in your life when it comes to aging is when you have more memories than dreams. I'm going to say that again. A pivot point in aging is when you have more memories than dreams. I want to encourage you to keep dreaming. I want to encourage you to keep pushing ahead for every season of your life to actualize your full redemptive potential. There's a scripture I want to give you. If I can find it. Oh, book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 17. Well, we got to read 16. It said, now this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel, or the Puerto Ricans would say, Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people, your son, all people, right? Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, Right? Speak a spiritual language of realignment. Prophecy is not just telling the future, right? Prophecy is not just like, you know, the tomorrow's number is, is going to be two-ith, three-ith, five-ith, you know. It's not about particular. It's about also a, a realignment, right? A, a, a word of alignment, a word of assignment. But um, that's another topic. But so it says, your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old man will dream dreams, not just talk about the past. And they say your old man will be in front of the car service playing dominoes, screaming Gapi Koo, and talking about the past. They said they would dream dreams. I want to speak to somebody listening to this. Keep dreaming. Now, don't be a silly dreamer, but keep dreaming. And when I talk about dreaming, I'm not talking about like, 
you know, living on a cruise ship, right? And being on the cruise, they forget you and you live there forever. I'm talking about thinking about the next step, right? If you're in a relationship, what's your next step? If you're in a job, what's your next step? If you're kids in high school, what what your next step in college? Always have something in front of you that motivates you, that helps you get up in the morning. And if you don't have that for yourself, get involved with a big dream. Get involved with your church's dream. Get involved with your community's dream. Get involved with the dream of your children. But whatever you do, don't just get stale and think about the past. But keep dreaming dreams and keep going forward towards your destiny. Let me see how long that was. Just two minutes and 45 seconds. And wasn't my intro song fire? Okay, so I think this is it. I'm going to play a tune from Kanye. We're going to keep it short this week. I hope you're enjoying. Let me know if you're enjoying this. All right? I'm going to be just talking to myself over here. Let me know if you join, and let me know what topics you want me to cover, blah, blah, blah. All right, peace. We begin after the summer side. Just switch your attitude Go ahead, level up yourself This that different latitude Life too short, go spoil yourself Feel that, feel, enjoy yourself Cause we have everything we need Switch my attitude. I'm so, I'm so radical. All these people mad at do. This for who it matter to. What if Eve made apple juice? You gon' do what Adam do? Or say, baby, let's put this back on the tree. Cause we have everything we need.